Welcome everyone to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ron on ESPN, ESPN.com, Giants reporter. And we're here with the Jason Garrett firing episode here on Thanksgiving week, no less. So the Giants have a game coming up against the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll get to that a special prediction segment later on Giants Eagles on a day where Michael Strahan's jersey, by the way, is going to get retired. Uh, we'll also talk about what the offense of the Giants is going to look like because it's going to look different because Jason Garrett is no longer the Giants offensive coordinator. They didn't actually fill his spot with a new offensive coordinator. My understanding on this, Freddie Kitchens will be the play caller, the primary play caller, uh, but there'll be a lot of input from the other, uh, some a bunch of the other offensive coaches as well in regards to scheme, game planning. Like they, coaches always contribute, right? I'm talking like quarterback coach Jerry Shaplinsky, uh, wide receiver coach Tyke Tolbert, offensive line coach Rob Sale. Like they've always contributed, but I, my understanding is they're going to have probably even more influence on the offense during the week. And then on game day, only one person actually gets the call plays, and that will be Freddie Kitchens. With Joe Judge in his ear, also, you know, the head coach, he's, you know, constantly uh, talking with the offensive coordinator or play caller, whatever we want to call him in this case. So Joe Judge will also have a, a pretty heavy influence on this offense as well. And what we can expect, I think, is a much more aggressive vertical offense. Go look at that Seattle game from last year. I know it was low scoring. Uh, the Giants didn't even, I don't think they scored 20. I think the final score was like, I don't even know what it was, but it was definitely, I think it scored 16. But anyway, they were throwing, even with Colt McCoy, who, by the way, couldn't make a lot of these throws. There were a couple throws downfield that Colt McCoy just wasn't able to make because he doesn't have that kind of arm. But they were not shy under Freddie Kitchens. This is when Jason Garrett was out with COVID. They were not shy with Freddie Kitchens to throw the ball downfield. Now, let me say this about the whole Jason Garrett thing, about how this all played out. The Giants, and I know this, this is fact, they at least contemplated moving on from him in the offseason. There was at least some thought or discussion about this, right? The offense was bad last year, but the continuity factor for Daniel Jones clearly played into it. That was a factor, right? You didn't want Daniel Jones to have his third offensive coordinator, play caller in three years. That's not a healthy situation. So some people in the organization, likely ownership included, thought, hey, you know what? It's probably best to you know, give it one more try with Jason Garrett. Well, we're going to load up on all these weapons, give him the opportunity to turn it around. Okay, we'll be uh, we'll add some new wrinkles. We'll try to add some. uh more motion, innovation to the offense. And you saw it at times, but it, to me, it always looked forced. Like, look, we know the offense is dull and bland. We need to, we need to really trick it up. And when it doesn't come naturally and you're, you're going out of your way to do that, look, hey, we're too bland. We, we, need to, we need to be innovative here. I think that's how you end up looking how the Giants have. And Jason Garrett, let's be frank, this is a production business, did not do a good job. He's outdated in my opinion, uh, with his offensive philosophies and sk- and, and uh, schemes. And you talk to people around the league, and they kind of agree with that. You know, I spoke to an executive, I don't know, probably like a month ago. 
And I asked him about Garrett, and he was like, nah, not an OC in today's game. Just not. Just not an OC. That was the response. And I got that from someone else again this week. Same thing. Not an OC in today's game. So it was a mistake by the Giants. It was a mistake by Joe Judge. It was a mistake by ownership for, I wouldn't say pushing him on Joe Judge, but recommending him to Joe Judge. Ultimately, I even I asked Joe Judge, this was, it's he, he said, he makes the hires on his staff. It's his decision. It's also his decision to move on, by the way. Uh, you could tell after that game on Monday night, he just had had enough. They said, okay, we're going to give Jason Garrett one more try here with all the weapons, right? Because not all of them. Say, uh, I mean, uh, Sterling Shepard was back, but Saquon was back. Kenny Galladay was healthy. Kadarius Tony, at least to start the game, or for the most part, he was healthy. And they were just impotent. Terrible. Scored 10 points. 10 points. And their, their only touchdown came when they got the ball at the five-yard line. I mean, come on, man. Now, I know their offensive line is bad right now. And when they have to go back and just pass, they cannot pass protect. They just can't. But you can be better. And that's the thing moving forward here that, I should, that I'll say. Their offense should be better. They should get the ball into their playmakers' hands better. They should be able to scheme guys open better. I feel like Jason Garrett's philosophy was always, I'm going to put guys in position one-on-one to win. Their job is to then go in. So if you have high-end top players, you know, it could work. And if the pass protection holds up, those guys will have time to win. But you look around the league now, the way teams use motion, the way teams use misdirection to scheme guys open, to scheme throws for their quarterback, to scheme, like, Sean McVay will scheme Cooper Cup open. That helps the quarterback. That makes life easy for the quarterback. Now, Daniel Jones and, and Jason Garrett had a really tight relationship. But it's a production business. Just because he's a good guy and Daniel Jones likes him doesn't mean Joe Judge was going to stick with it. He, he gave him the opportunity with the guys back, even though it was after the bye, and they could have made this move before the bye. Probably would have made more sense. But they gave Garrett one more opportunity. Here you go. You got pretty much everyone, minus Sterling Shepard. Show us something, something, anything. And what'd you get? 215 yards of total offense. Incompetence. That's what you got. And all we needed after the game to get Joe Judge going was I asked him, you know, what's going on with the offense that you're only scoring 10 points and three of them were from off a turnover. Basically handed. the You count that point, those points to the defense. Essentially, the offense scored three points. They had to throw the ball to their left tackle, who has more touchdown grabs than their prized $40 million guaranteed free agent in Kenny Galladay and their first-round pick as a wide receiver, Kadarius Toney. Andrew Thomas has more touchdown catches than Kadarius Toney and Kenny Galladay combined. See you, Jason Garrett. I mean, that'll do you in. That'll do you in every time. Just not good enough. Not even close. Now, here's the dilemma going forward. Here's what I'm looking at, right? I'm, you've got to sit here and say, honestly, with the state of their offensive line in its current composition, I don't think there's any offensive coordinator out there that can have a really good, consistent offense with this team, with Daniel Jones, with the players that are there. I don't think that's possible. But I do think it's possible for them to be better, to be a bit more explosive, to actually hit some plays. Daniel Jones, in Pat Shermer's offense, 
Threw 24 touchdown passes in 12 games as a rookie, okay? He has thrown 20 touchdown passes in two seasons in 24 games under Jason Garrett. So basically twice the games, twice the number of games, he has fewer touchdowns than he did as a rookie. Not good enough. That's the kind of stuff that gets you fired. So are the Giants going to be this great offense all of a sudden under Freddie Kitchens or with Rob Sale contributing, you know, designing the run game or Jerry Szaplinski or Tyke Tolbert or any of these guys contributing? Are they going to be this great offense? The answer is no. But can they be better without Jason Garrett? I think the answer is yes. Addition by subtraction. That applies here in this case. On to the next one. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today been a crazy week short week because the Giants played on Monday night everybody was watching on Monday right night right everyone's watching the Giants awful right they played terrible offensively defensively they're just dominated by a much better team Bucks are much better but since the Giants are laughing stock these days you know worst record in the NFL since 2016 so, sorry started 2017 so the Giants are laughing stock around the NFL the what you hear about them after that game is the extreme, right? Daniel Jones can't play football. Saquon Barkley runs like my grandfather. Kenny Galladay is a bust. You know, he can't even get open. He doesn't even get targeted. And then when he does, he's a dog at the end and he's not even playing hard. Joe Judge is an idiot. What is he called? Timmy Toughnuts or whatever. You know, he doesn't know what he's doing. The Giants are awful. They have no chance. Two weeks ago, they had no chance against the Eagles this week, right? The Eagles are hot. They're playing great. And I was sitting there on Monday night after the game writing my story and listening, and I already saw the Giants were three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home to the Eagles. And I'm thinking to myself, they're going to win that game. The Giants are going to win that game. Everybody is so down on them. It's called recency bias. Right. The Giants, who had won two out of three entering that game, by the way, coming off their last game was a win over the Raiders. A pretty good win. One of their better wins. So they beat the Raiders. They go on a bye. They lay they lay an egg on Monday Night Football. Let's let's be straight. But now they come into a game against a, a more equitable opponent where two weeks ago, three weeks ago, everyone had been like Eagles, Giants, both. You know, neither of them are very good. They're not the worst teams in the league, but neither of them are good. About the same talent level, somewhat equitable, you know, teams in, in the same boat. But the Eagles since then have started playing better. The Giants just laid an egg. Now everybody thinks, oh, the Giants are just going to get whipped by the Eagles. No, no. They're going to come back. They're going to play better. Saquon Barkley, his second game back from the ankle injury. Kenny Galladay is going to actually get the ball. Daniel Jones is going to play better. He played terrible the other day. The Giants defense is not playing Tom Brady anymore. They're playing Jalen Hurts, who, by the way, is playing well. And the Eagles offense, which is based around the run. Giants are better 
If you tell me Giants are playing a team with a great quarterback and a good passing game or a team that likes to build, build their offense and run the ball, I'll tell you the Giants are much better suited to face that running team. Because they have no pass rush. You saw it the other day. Tom Brady literally baked the cake before he passed, he passed the ball a couple times. And this is Tom Brady, who, by the way, gets the ball out the second fastest in the NFL entering that game. Second fastest in the NFL. He sat back there. He had four, five, six, seven seconds at times. Tom Brady stood back there and waited till guys got open and then found guys for 20, 30-yard gains. Oh, there's Gronk. Oh, there's, Ro- there's Godwin. I'm going to pick on this guy, that guy. This guy, that guy, because the Giants pass rush, their edge rushers, non-existent, non-existent. So now they play an Eagles team that's built around the run. Giants, if anything, are better. You know, they, they do have a pretty good defensive line with Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence anchoring it. Now, they're not great against the run, but they're better suited against a team like the Eagles than they are the Bucks. And that's why I'm sitting here telling you the Giants are going to win this game outright 27-25. The Giants, the three and seven Giants on Michael Strahan day when they're going to retire Michael Strahan's number and honor him with a halftime ceremony that will be probably be ruined and eh, not really ruined. He doesn't care, but that will probably be marred by 30,000 Eagle fans in that building. Thanksgiving week, Sunday, Quick ride down. The Eagles are playing well. Everyone's getting on board in Philadelphia. Hope's crushed. Just like that. Giants are going to win this game. Now, I, they make me, I, I'm, I make a pick every week. Okay? But most of the time, I don't feel pretty good about the pick. There has been twice this season when I have gone public and said, the Giants are going to win this game. I did it against the Raiders, right? I said, they are going to win a low-scoring game against the Panthers. The Panthers. Everybody thought they were going to lose to the Panthers. And it was. It was a low-scoring game, and the Giants won. Going into the Saints game, when everyone thought the Giants are going to go 0-7, they're going to be terrible, I said, the Giants are going to beat the Saints or the Cowboys in the next two weeks. That is the tweet. And guess what happened? The Giants went out there, and they beat the Saints. Now I'm putting myself on record and saying, the Giants are going to beat the Eagles on Sunday. At MetLife Stadium. Finger on the pulse. I've had my finger on the pulse of this Giants team this year. And I'm sensing off that Monday night debacle. They are going to come back and play a much better game against a much lesser team. And that's why I'm on record saying the Giants are going to have an outright victory over the Eagles. And Saquon Barkley will have a more successful game. Kenny Galladay will have a more successful game. Daniel Jones will have a more successful game. The Giants' defense will play better. Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, they will show up this week after failing to board the team plane, I believe, last week, going to Tampa Bay. Although I did see Leonard Williams after the game take responsibility for it. The unfortunate part is I didn't see him on the field do anything about it. So this week... They're going to bounce back, play much better, and win. That's the segment. On to the next one. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right. This is a shorter episode because this has been just a wild week. Uh, So they play on Monday night, and that means Joe Judge, you know, he made it pretty clear after the game he was totally fed up. With Jason Garrett. Oh, by the way, this is the uh, Jordan on the beat portion of the episode where I tell you what it's like to cover the Giants, work for ESPN, or cover the NFL in general. So Joe Judge made it pretty clear after the game he was fed up with Jason Garrett. So knowing that, you're like, okay, a move can easily be made on Tuesday morning. So naturally, you're in the hotel. You put the phone next to your bed because you're always – I always sleep with my phone – Next to my bed anyway, because you never know what time, when stuff happens, what's going to happen and when and when. So you're basically on call 24-7, especially when you know something's about to go down. So at 6.30 in the morning, first of all, you get home from a Monday night game. It ends late. You have to write. You have to get back to the hotel. By the time I go to sleep, it's 3.30-ish. 6.30, 6.30, I hear, zzz, zzz, my phone's ringing. I jump up. It says Dave Rothenberg, you know. You know, Dave, he is uh, the co-host of the morning show on 98.7 ESPN New York with uh, Rick DiPietro. And I'm like, oh, my God, did something happen? What's going on? And they had me on there. He's like, oh, you're on the radio checking to see what's going on. You know, they're going to fire Jason Garrett. And I'm like, just in bed, 100 percent, get woken up, popped up, nervous that something actually went down overnight. And I'm on the li- uh, live radio. So then I had to do a live radio spot. Not long after, and you sleep three hours, you're tired, you fly back. Jason Garrett gets fired, by the way, when I'm on the plane, which is a problem. So I'm connected. I have my phone connected on the plane, but everything's like, I feel like when you're on a plane, everything runs delayed. So everything's taking longer to do. My tweet doesn't go out the first time. I don't know how long it took to actually go out. Uh, you get, I, I was about to doze off on the plane, and all of a sudden my phone starts buzzing. You know, he got fired. Now, I actually had a story written about Jason Garrett getting fired that stretched back to, I don't know, a month or two ago, just in case you have these things in the can ready to go. And this way, so when it goes down on the plane and he gets fired, the ESPN news desk has a story already written that they can get up on the site real quick once once it happens. So finally got caught up. Now we're sitting here. It's a short week, right? Because your Tuesday is usually your day off. Now, that's eliminated because Tuesday you, A, traveled back home, and B, 
had to work day and night. I think I finished at like 11 o'clock because Jason Garrett got fired. Wednesday, you're back in the office, you know, the, the, the facility. They have practice. Thursday is Thanksgiving, trying to get the family day in. I'm sitting here right now on Thanksgiving, taping this episode in the closet. Just heard my little man downstairs crying. The wife is with the kids downstairs. We're about to go eat some turkey, pound turkey, watch football. I'll have some drinks, spend time with the family. But I wanted to squeeze in an episode of Breaking Big Blue. Didn't want to leave you hanging. No, no, no. So on Thanksgiving, I'm banging out the episode. It'll hopefully publish early Friday morning. Be back on Friday at the facility. And that'll be, and then the play on Sunday. So the Monday night really throws a wrench into the plans. Then on top of that, you have Thanksgiving and you throw in the whole Jason Garrett thing. And it's just a wild week. But I got an episode filed recorded hopefully you're listening to this so published and i hope you enjoyed it and so that's what life is like on thanksgiving when ish goes down and you're on a plane and you're on a short week in the first place my throat is bothering me now as i'm sitting here doing this podcast i haven't gotten much sleep this week but this is the job that's what it's like so uh, we'll be back next week with a full episode. I'll pop in a good guest for you. As always, like, subscribe, tell your friends. You know where to catch me. Email, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. I'm your host, Jordan Ronan. You're listening to Breaking Big Blue. Jason Garrett is no longer a part of the Giants organization. See you next time. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.